Hi, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, hosted by me, Jill. The Sweet Life Podcast is an anthology of life abroad, the female story, interviewing women from all over the world and telling a uniquely female perspective on the migrant narrative of life in Sweden. So on this week's podcast, um, I'm in a very strange location uh, with um, a very interesting lady called Catherine. Um, and uh, I have to admit that I did stalk Catherine on Instagram before, prior to meeting her. But then it was okay because I met her through friends, so it wasn't so bad. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to continue uh, the Sweet Life podcast, I'm interviewing Catherine today, who is a print screen designer and graphic designer. Yeah, I guess textiles, graphics. More textiles than graphic design, but... And what is your company's name? Uh, KJP. KJP. Yeah. And then when I moved here and set up a studio, I called it KJP Studio, just to clear things up, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us exactly where the studio is? Uh, It is in a garage underneath (laughs) Nitty Gritty. Um, Yeah, on Sedamon. I think it's it's incredible. I love it so much that you've set up shop. In a garage, in an underground car parking People garage. People call it a speakeasy studio. That's, that's an amazing, that's I know. a brilliant way of describing it. I wouldn't it. have said it myself. But. Yeah. Um, so um, it's, I mean, it's a fully functioning print screen studio. It's incredible. You walk in here and you've got everything. Yep. <laughs> um, it's screen printing, sorry. Oh, Every sorry. It's print screen. <laughs> There <laughs> you go. Let's see. I don't know anything about it. It's good. Sorry, Can I just say like, that I again. Kept, so what, what is it? What's the right word? Screen printing. Screen printing. Print I just screen. kept thinking of a print screen button. I was like, what am I doing? Oh yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. everyone does it. Everyone. You does it. you're absolutely allowed to correct me okay. all the time. All right. On this, I have no shame whatsoever when I it comes to feel like a dick. No, no, no. You're you're more than more than welcome to do it. Um, um, anyway, so in the screen print yeah. studio, um, we're also surrounded by all of your artwork or your ideas, or you know, and I think it's just incredible. So you do everything from rugs, wool yep. rugs, to prints, yeah, to textiles. Yeah, so I guess I started with textiles. I studied textile design. Uh um, And then eventually I was approached by a rug company. So I started making rugs. And I don't know, I guess I just got into paper prints after a little while as well. So So tell me a little bit about your background. You ended up here in Stockholm. What what brought you to Stockholm? That's why, or Sweden, that's Uh, why I like that. What's it called? A love refugee? Is that what they're called? Oh, yeah. We're called? Charlottesundvandering. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so my boyfriend is Swedish, and he got a job at Spotify. Um, Did you just hear the car door go there? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, and I was like, listen, <laughs> yeah, I got a job at Spotify. Wanted to come here. I was like, sure, why not? London was unbearably expensive, and I don't know. It was tough working so much just to live there. So we came here end of 2017. Mm-hmm. 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 And when, and you, how did you get into textile design? And, and So I, how was it? I guess I always was like sewing and knitting when I was younger. And then I did 
textile design at college. Mm-hmm. It was literally the only class I went to. Um, I had a bit of a shit time when I was younger, so I don't know. I maybe was a bit rebellious, um, mm-hmm. but that was the only one I went to. And then I got into St. Martin's really last minute. I didn't even know what it was. But. So St. Martin's, just to clarify if anybody's not listening, what is, St. Martin's is a, I would say it's quite an illustrious art college yeah, in London. It's really well known for fashion. So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like Alexander McQueen and mm-hmm. Sarah McCartney and that mm-hmm. lot. I've gone there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, and, and I guess it was, was it an easy move to bring your... To Sweden? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, for the first six months, I couldn't print anything. I couldn't do anything. I was turning loads down. Um, it got to the point where I was thinking maybe I should go back to London like every other week just to print yeah um because I just couldn't find it anywhere here mm. and it was in the winter so it was dark <laughs> and cold and it would get to one o'clock and I was like well I'll just stay inside all day um so I don't know I wouldn't say it was easy there were probably mm. worse moves mm. at least everyone speaks good English but mm. Mm. yeah so how did you get I mean, what was the turning point for you in terms of that, you know, going from not having any facilities, not having any materials or resources to then kind of going, all right, well, okay. Uh, so from the start, I was told about Arbets for Medlingen mm-hmm. and how they <laughs> how they run a programme called Starter Ergot. Okay, um, yeah. Which is apparently great because they give you money towards your business for the first six months. Um so I thought, perfect, I'll apply for that. You need a personal number for that and everything. So I got that all sorted, applied to the creative and media Arbets for Medlingen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all kind of went downhill from there. Oh, doesn't it always? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard one single yeah. success story from there. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, yeah, they didn't believe that I was doing what I was doing. I had to show them my degree certificate and really explain that I'm... Do this. I had a similar experience yeah. with that Arbits for Midlingen with the, the creative was it, one. The creative one yeah. Is it the one in Sudermalm that yeah. you went to? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So what happened was I I went to my local one and then once they figured out or from my sort the the work that I'd been doing and also from the degree that I had, they realised that I my background was in film and television. Mm. They sent me to um, the Arbits for Midlingen in Sudermalm. And I went along and I was getting hopes up, as you do. You know, you're like, yes, this is going to yeah. be my breakthrough. This is going to be it. You know, I'm going to be into the, get into the working world. And, uh, and yeah, it was exactly the same. They, 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 even though I had my actual degree certificate with me and all of my transcripts, mm. they were then like, what's well, too old? I'm like, what? how can a degree go out of date? I've done it. You know, it's just like they were like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I don't know how anything. they're qualified there. It's, it was a very strange experience. It was, it was, I don't know, I think. But I... I they took you on eventually, or...? No, nothing. I never heard, I never got anything from them. Oh, well, I got assigned a case officer or something. Okay. Um, and she ignored all of my emails for three weeks. <laughs> I thought, fine, maybe she's on holiday, but... I don't know, then I got her phone number, called her, she answered straight away... Uh, it turned out she just didn't want to be my case officer. Brilliant. And the next thing I knew, I got an email saying, um, sorry, so-and-so is not your case officer anymore. I am. I was like, okay, fine. So I went in and she 
told me I could do starter egg. She was like, you have to wait three months, so um, look for jobs in the meantime. But you need to be registered here for three months before we can recommend you for that. So I thought, that's fine, that's just the procedure. Three months passed, went back in, and she said, sorry, you need to do an internship first. Oh, for God's sake. And I just thought... Time is going by. I'm losing all these opportunities. And, and money and business and, 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 you know, contacts yeah. and everything. I mean, it's just going down the pan. Yeah. And she said, if I didn't do the internship, um, it's her decision on whether I get started egg at, at the end of the day. So I probably wouldn't get it. I was like, thanks. Thanks a lot. Wow. I mean, it's that level of kind of bureaucracy where you wonder how... I mean, how does anybody, how does any newbie or or I anybody get on? I don't know. That's why I wonder all the time. It's crazy. I think there's something I'm missing. I felt I felt like that. I felt like there was a password or a secret, yeah, something that um, you know. And 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 only for the grace of God that the fact that I have a Swedish partner exactly is yeah. the, the you know I just it's. Uh, um, and I, I count my lucky stars every single day. Yeah, I don't know what I would do no. if I was with a non-Swede. Mm, and it, it's, um, yeah, really, it's, yeah. And that, but that's, I guess that's one of the reasons why I started doing what I'm doing, is to try and... Cre- Make it easier for people. Yeah, but just try and create a community mm. where people feel welcome. Because I think that's one of, that was the thing that I felt, the sort of the strongest discouraging bit was the fact that I just didn't fit in anywhere. There was no... I didn't feel welcome or I didn't feel as though there was anywhere that I could go to and go, has anybody else had this? Does anybody else feel like this? Or has anybody else... You know, there, what, at the time, and yeah. I mean, that was, that was, what, four years ago or something like that now. But um, so it just, yeah, it was... Oh. I don't know. I've actually had a few different people say to me that they've been told... Um, I have enough friends already. I don't need to talk to you. And that's what I heard when I first moved to um, I don't know. I think that, along with our bets from Erdingham, was just... Killer. Yeah. That's rough. That's rough. So how did you kind of find the strength then to... to oh, I think... Conti- my, like, to stay. I mean, what was the... My boyfriend was so much happier in his job. Um, I'd been working, like, day and night in London for... I don't know, the two years since I graduated, so I just thought, I'll stick it out. I'm having a bit of a nice break. Didn't have a gap year, so I guess this is it now. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. And I just thought, if I can set up a studio, it's going to be so much better than what I was doing in London. But it's just hard finding all of the stuff, finding a space, Mm. Mm. getting the funding for it. So I didn't get started again, which I found out in the end was only going to be... I don't know, it was nothing, and you get taxed on it as well. Mm, mm. So there was no point waiting to see if I was going to get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's kind of, I, I mean, I guess that's one of the ways that they weed people out, isn't it? You know, they sort of go, well, if she really wants it, yeah. then she'll do all, she'll jump through all the loops that, you know, she has yeah, to do. exactly. But then I'm just kind of like, this is, it just seems like a crazy amount of... I mean, it's somebody's life that's just on hold. I know, for... that's what I said to her. So she wanted me to intern for this weaver... And to be fair, we were, when I looked at his company, it looked like we were at the same, uh, what's the word? We're at the same place with our businesses. So Mm -hmm. he was a very small company. He just wanted me to like pack orders or something. I was Mm. like, well, I could have an intern to do that, Mm. but I don't have Mm. any orders to pack because I can't make anything. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah. 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 So I was like, why can't you help me set up a business and then I'll take on But I guess, uh, so, so, you were, so you were saying your partner was super happy. And I think what you were also saying about um, the work-life balance mm. kind of struck a note with me as well, because that's one of the reasons that we're so much happier here is because we, Matthias and I met in, in London too, and we moved back here. And um, when because he decided that he wanted to move to back, move back to okay. Stockholm, um, and and I was up for it as well because we had decided that we wanted to start a family and you know what better place to do it than here and so on. Shall I turn that on by the way? Yeah, if yeah. you want to, I'm quite happy to sit in the dark. Okay. We're sitting in the dark at the moment, but it's <laughs> all right. Not, not pitch black. Um, but um, it's. Um, it was just kind of, it, it, we were, uh, yeah, in London, it was 24-7. You, you lived, to, you lived to work. Yeah. As opposed to working to live, which is, I think, what they, what the Swedes have kind of got the hang of here. You know, they don't, they, they they're not sending emails at half past eight at night when they're trying to get their kids to bed or something like that. They have this kind of very. Yeah. It, it is an adjustment though, when you come here and people shut, like, shut the phones off at four and you're yeah. used to be, them being open till six or something and but but isn't it nicer though it is nice until you really need something <laughs> and then you're like oh at friday they close at one and now i can't get hold of them for the weekend and monday is some bank holiday and tuesday is going to be a bank holiday as well <laughs> so i'll speak to them next wednesday yeah, the pl- yeah there is a there is definitely more planning involved <laughs> yeah than the... i think so uh-huh. but I think the fresh air here as well. Like, I don't get black snot when I blow my nose. Oh yeah, it's black snot. The black boogers. Oh god, I forgot about those. I forgot about the black booger. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah. But it's. But do you now that you are in a place? So how? I mean, that that's the thing. So you you were you you lucked out on the start at Egypt. So how did you? Did you just kind of go? Did you just get to a point where you just like sod this? I'm just gonna. Um, well they, I'm gonna put the money. I'm gonna get a loan, or uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. So they told me about this place called Nifertagus Centrum. Mm-hmm. Centrum. Mm-hmm. So I went there. Nifertag Centrum. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how you say it. <laughs> this really nice man was talking to me, and he recommended a couple of places I could get a loan. Um, and he looked through my business plan for me and tracked it a few times before I sent it off. And then I got a loan through the bank, so... Brilliant. Yeah, that was good. Um, also very surprising because I had no credit rating here at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And that's really interesting for me to hear because mm. that's the kind of route that I think I'm going to have to go down. Because I've... Um, unlike... I'm glad that you had such a positive experience with this one, the new Forty Talk Centrum, because... I haven't had such a great experience with the sort of oh. new forty togs. Well, well, any but start new startups. But I think it's just because um, f- before now, a lot of the stuff that I've been doing has been digital, online, and right. it's very difficult for them to really see it as a business or as a, a a way of doing business. But because of some of the services and things like that that we're beginning to offer, and we now have um, the events that we're running and the play group and so on and so forth, that's becoming more of a... It's becoming... It's, it, it has more potential in it for turning it into a revenue-earning yeah. business. 
Um, so, um, I, but they they were kind of very like, I don't I don't understand what you want to do. I don't know. <laughs> that seems really odd because I I struggle to explain to people what I'm doing just because they don't understand the process. And mm, but they were quite. Like, yeah, they were really nice. I don't mm. know if it's the same. I don't know how many there are here. Mm. If it's the same one. I should try. I think I'm uh, the one of the one of the things I have learned about living life here and and starting a new starting a business and and starting out and stuff like that is that persistence mm. is a hundred percent something that you need to have bags of and keep going. And if you don't get the right answer the first time, you keep going back again and again and again until you do get the right answer. That's definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I should give you the email address of the person. Yeah, that would be I great. To. He was lovely. I wanted to keep going back just because he was so nice. That was like <laughs> the best experience I had, I think. So that's so once you went down that kind of quite traditional business loan route, mm. that was just that was basically it. That was the start of the Yeah, I think so. So then I I can't remember if I had to apply to Scatterfurket to get the business registration first or mm, yeah I think I had to do that before the bank loan and that took ages of course because maybe it was like May or June then yeah oh yeah I was like please let this happen before summer because I was trying to get the studio in June and I wanted to get everything in straight away but uh it's the worst time of year to try and do anything um but yeah it was quite straightforward after that mm. I mm. think I mean, it was almost a year ago now, so maybe I'm forgetting. I'm the really, stress, I'm always really intrigued to hear about those kind of, like how you know those moments where it kind of it just. No, no I'm not saying that it all falls into place because it, you know, I don't think it's. it's uh, yeah, but doesn't. But it, when it just happens mm. and it just something just clicks and it just goes, oh right, yeah, I can just make this work now, because I feel like, you know, you were talking about. Um, like, like, like something was missing. Like you weren't. There was something that you weren't quite getting beforehand when you were talking about the um, going to Arbits for Men. Okay, and just feeling yeah, yeah. that you were kind of like that's. I sort of feel like that uh, at no. the moment about because because we want to go down that sort of venue route and have our own space and things like that. I just at the moment it just feels like there's something that's not missing the venue yeah maybe yeah 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 exactly but it's like how do i get it get that yeah. bit? it's just like it's just and it doesn't seem like that far of a reach but it's it's just there's something that i'm just like but, and then i wonder if maybe if it's just me that's holding no. holding it back holding no it's definitely the technicalities of it all it's so hard trying to find a space here well, that like, was the thing I was asking you. It was really interesting yeah. that you found this on a random... I was on... I can't remember what it's called, local something. Oh, yeah. I think one I, of those yeah. things. But they have loads on Block It too. Mm. Um, but every single other one I'd looked at, I wanted a shop space, basically, to sell stuff in the front. Because um, then maybe more people would be interested here. Yeah. But... All of the shop spaces, you had to pay like 400,000 crowns for the lease. They're really expensive, and then I know. the rent on top of that. I was like, well, I need the equipment, so mm. I'm going to have to sacrifice the space to mm. get the equipment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's more important to me, but I don't know. I have had a couple of negative comments about being down here, which... Really? Yeah. So a magazine won't be named. <laughs> um, <laughs> They emailed me. I think they'd heard of me after the last summer design week. Yeah. And 
they were like, oh, we want to come and do a studio interview with you and take photos, blah, blah, blah. <coughs> I was like, amazing. This is a relatively big magazine here. I'd never heard of it before I moved, but mm-hmm. this could be really good. And then I sent them pictures of the space and they're like, oh, actually, it's a bit rough. And I looked at the example they sent me and it was like an empty warehouse with a desk. And that was it. I was like, well, that's not a studio. That's a... That's a warehouse, mate. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so... It's not exactly what a working studio looks like. No. So that was... I think that got me down for a bit. That was, like, September last year. But I think you've got to keep it... You've got to you keep remembering. This is a... Yeah, it's a working It's not about function. what it looks like. No, it's exactly. I make it. Yeah. So. And how know. it can be... A comfortable creative space, yeah. which it is. I mean, it's warm. It's in the lovely. Winter. Yeah, it's, it's cooler yeah. in the summer. It's and it, you know you've got the, you've got Nick Grimshaw on the radio, <laughs> <laughs> which I was very delighted to hear. Um, and, and you've got everything you could possibly need. Yeah, even that massive machine you're asking about, which looks like a dead person freezer. Yep, um, <laughs> that needs like a special plug, and that just happened to be here as well. Perfect. That's amazing. So I'm going to d- describe the, um, the studio for listeners at home because I will say this are is, yeah, because people yeah. So it's like a rectangular box. It's Six, white. Sixty square meters. Sixty square meters. That's not. That's like some most Stockholm apartments. Yeah. It's white. There's a big long table in the middle of it, which is covered in fabric, where you do your printing on. Which my boyfriend and his uncle made. Oh, Thank bless you him. Um, and then in the far left-hand corner, there is a big machine that looks a bit like a freezer where you might keep people. But I've been assured that that's actually for um, uh, an exposure unit. And it's an exposure unit. Yeah. Um, and then on the right-hand corner, there is a big uh, uh, washdown. Yeah, washout booth. Washout booth. There you go. I knew it was called to wash something. Uh, I mean, sorry. There's somebody. <laughs> Clearly trying to close the door very hard outside. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, and then around, then sort of around the room are all the different examples of. Um, oh, they're going. It's they're fine. going now. It's fine. We can talk about them now. <laughs> Bye. Um, yeah, there's all the examples of your work and your ideas and your little things that you're sort of playing with and yeah and your wallpaper oh yeah yeah I guess that's like desk area where I work so it's nice to have it surrounded by creativity inspiration yeah I think it's amazing um and uh, this is quite exciting um we talked before we were before we started recording the podcast um We've decided that we're going to do uh, a Mama Met It workshop. Screen print. I'm totally going to call it print, <laughs> print screen. screen. <laughs> Just don't put it on the poster like, like me. Um, a screen print workshop um, sometime in March. Yeah. To be confirmed. Down here in the garage. In the garage. It's going to be great. We're going to have wine. We're going to have candles. Can we have candles down uh, here? Yeah, yeah. why not? Um, and a little bit of music. Yeah. Gr- Nick, Nick Grimshaw. Grimshaw. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can do a shout out for us. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be great. And we're going to be able to design our own bags. Yep. Or whatever you want. Tote bags. Bags, t-shirts. T-shirts. Oh my God. 
God, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. (gasps) T-shirts for the kids. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Um, uh, T-shirt designing for the kids with uh, KJP Studios. Exactly. See you there. See you there. Um, Details coming up later on. Somewhere probably on Instagram because Instagram is my jam. And I'll do that as well. That's be amazing. To follow me too. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. Um, so Catherine is on Instagram. Um, KGP Studios. No. Okay. <laughs> it's a uh, KJ Plum. KJ Plum. It should Sorry. probably be KJP, but I don't know. KJ Plum, it. not Studios. No, Plum with a B on the end too. Sorry. At KJ Plumb. <laughs> not Plump. Plump. Oh, That's God. The Swedes. It'll be in the notes. It'll be in the notes. I'm so sorry. I've had a letter from the Swedes saying Kate Catherine Plump. That's quite is, fun. Yeah, it's quite fun, but... It's a bit... It's, it's, hopefully it's, they don't realise it's rude. <laughs> they're doing it on purpose. Um, uh, yeah, she's on Instagram and she's got, like, crazy-ass number of followers... It's not about the numbers. Oh, yeah, it's sharp. It's always about the numbers, but anyway. Um, uh, but she, you, you showcase all of your beautiful work on the... Yeah, I think it's, oh, I don't know, the only way to get your stuff seen, really. Mm. I think 90% of my customers have come from that. Really? Yeah. That's definitely. crazy. That's um, crazy. I don't know what people did before Instagram, honestly. Yeah. It is, it is strange to think that, isn't it? I, yeah. I sometimes feel like that. I mean, I don't think I would have had anywhere near amount of the success that we've had. I mean, mm. and, and we're so niche, like so niche, so tiny. Um, but even still, I don't know, we wouldn't have been able to do it without social media, free advertising. It's like yellow pages. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Uh, how long have you been using Instagram? Uh, I think it was when I was in... The last year of uni, everyone was starting to use it. Mm. When was that? 2015, mm-hmm. maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm really bad with dates. I can't even remember how old I am. Um, sorry, there's a Snoring puppy sleeping dog. on my um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess since then. Um, but maybe it was the end of last year. I think it went up to like 10,000 mm. and it just spiked from there. Mm. It's mm-hmm. funny. I think people see that you have a few I think thousand, also it's, then suddenly they're like... Oh. I also wonder as well if it's about... Um, the reach. If Instagram yeah. has that kind Definitely. of... Is there is an algorithm thing yeah. where you get, you get a certain amount of hits or you reach a certain amount of followers and then it just goes... Yeah, but even people with... A lot of followers, like hundreds of thousands that I follow, I realised I haven't been seeing their posts and Mm. I don't know why. I went through this thing, I did this thing a couple of weeks ago where I went through all of the Instagram accounts that I follow, that I like to follow, that I want to follow. And liked all of their stuff. And liked all of their stuff because I was just like, this is the only way I'm going to break the algorithm is if I kind of play it at its own game. I don't know. Then I was like, Jill, why are you even spending this time <laughs> in your life doing this? It's not even that important, you I've know? I've never looked at my screen time. I don't want to say how, how long I spend on Instagram. It's All I know, I don't look at my screen. All I know is that when it comes up, when I say it, it says battery percentage usage or, or data oh, and usage, it's and it's like, oh, yeah. it's Or bank awful. ID. You have to turn bank ID. Yeah. That uses a lot. <laughs> bank ID. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I, but... I I I am trying to move away from. 
social yeah. media and Instagram. Really? Totally, yeah. No, just trying to kind of not be so it, yeah. immersed in it, you know, like I feel like I kind of can lose days being obsessed with, I don't know, trying to get to a certain point or, and then I'm just like concentrating on the real world, yeah. you know, just focus on that. I think, I don't know, for me, I've been thinking about it a lot recently and because I'm really struggling to connect with other creatives here, I feel mm. like Instagram is the best way for me to reach other creatives and speak with them and kind of network a bit because yeah. I just don't know how to find anyone here. That's an interesting that's an interesting topic, actually. How, I mean, there's a lot of people who, who are listening to this will be wondering, you know, in the same position as you. Um, and I know that you've already said you don't have the secret sauce to, you yeah, know, doing I, it. I'd like but, to find it. Um, what have you already kind of tried? What's the, you know, what would be the normal ways? Like if you were back in London, for example, how would you go about finding... Networking and meeting people. Yeah. I guess I studied there. I worked there. I just met people through that. Mm. And I have family there, friends already there. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. just always kind of know someone that knows someone. Mm -hmm. And I think it sounds really bad, but I do think London was a lot more open okay. with internationals um mm -hmm. there are so many swedes in london that are doing really well and i just think why are they not here mm. why are they not in stockholm if they're from stockholm mm. Mm. so mm. yeah i i i it's tough isn't it because i mean i don't want to be so i don't want to sound swedish bashing That's no me spoke, neither but, but it there is there I think it's just, I think, I think it's one of these things when you come from a different place where it's been really easy to yeah, meet people. Yeah, I guess it seems It seems like it's a hundred times harder, yeah. Whereas actual, in actual fact, it's just the same thing. It just, everyone goes through the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I do think it, the, what I have learned is that it is about who you know and it's not about what you know. And that seems to be the kind of, the if if you could just get your foot in the door. Definitely. And that would I break. think the only thing that makes it harder is that Swedes are closed off and they say they are and they know that they're shy and mm. struggle with meeting new people. So I think unless you know someone that knows those people already, mm. like my boyfriend has friends already from back home that live here mm. or from work um, that are Swedish and they know people that know people. So mm -hmm. that is helpful for me. But if I didn't have him, mm. I, it must be really tough, I think. Mm. Mm. And I think that's, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of questions or qualms about, you know, well, why, do, why do international people always end up hanging out by themselves? Yeah. <laughs> But well, it's, you know, there's a reason self-segregation happens. Yeah. It's because, you know, we are, we get to a point when we get really sick of having to try all the time. And I know that we made this decision to move here and it was our choice to move here. We weren't forced here. We weren't, you know. Well, no, it wasn't forced. <laughs> it wasn't forced. Um, but so, so, you know, we, it's, it wasn't under duress that we came to hear. Um, so we have to suck it up and we have to get on with it and we have to keep trying and we have to do, 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 do. But, you know, every so often, you just want to have a break. You just want to meet somebody that's not that, you know, 
difficult yeah. to get to know or or, or, or or slightly outside of your, you know. There's the light again. <laughs> We're in the dark again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I so I I think it's I, I find it really interesting. I'm really into this kind of like the, the difference between sort of political integration and real life integration so there's a lot of chat in the Swedish media about you know getting people international people or new newcomers to Sweden integrated mm. into Swedish society and when they talk about that it's always through two things it's through learning the language and getting the job getting a job that's to them in politics and in the media is learning the language number and getting, one or no just getting it's just there's two things just get that's it that's for but that's in their sphere mm. that's what they think whereas Actually, it's about creating a community around yeah. yourself. Definitely. In the in the rea- in reality, it's about creating a community around yourself. Um, and I think those it's particularly difficult to get a foot in the door here for various reasons. I mean, there's lots of opportunities for you to try and do it. Yeah. And I think but- it's just people don't quite or people aren't quite their expectations are that, that it's easier than it really isn't. Um, yeah, probably. I think coming from somewhere where you have loads of friends and everything's so easy and there's always something to do, to then come somewhere where you don't have a community around you. But. Which is why then people or new newcomers seek out people communities like here. Yeah. You know, and they're pro- but then they're, they just they're end either up being Eng- expat communities. Yeah, exactly. And then you but that, that's just it. Complain about yeah, Sweden exactly. Bit, or, and that's when the whole self segregation yeah. circle happens. You know, so it's there's, and you know, I I'm, I I'm, I really admire. There's a lot of um, organisations out there who are working really really hard to integrate um, newcomers, particularly refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, through community, like Nema Problema and Svenska Ma Baby and all these kind of things like that. Um, but there seems to be a gap in that for people that for I mean chose what the to te- come here. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. For um what is technically named privileged immigrants. Yeah. You Which know, so I would never describe myself as that, but <laughs> Well, I mean, I would, I wouldn't ever describe myself as an expat because I don't have any plans of. I do always leaving. imagine an expat being someone like in Spain, like retired people in Spain. Yeah. What those people that voted for Brexit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those ones. Yeah. Oh, this is turning into a really controversial one. I love it. I love it when the, the podcast started controversial podcast. Um, but. I would always describe myself as an immigrant because I moved here, or a Sherlock's in Vandera, so that's a love immigrant. Um, oh, that's the other one. Um, and, you know, but I don't have any plans on leaving the short term, which is what an expat is. I, that's the difference. Right. So an expat is somebody who's on a temporary assignment, you know. Like a sabbatical. Or or working assignment. So mm. they're here for two years to work on a particular project. I didn't know that. Or an immigrant, and an immigrant is somebody who's kind of here much more long term. So, um, and often people don't like being associated with immigrants because, because the media have turned it into this horrible, horrible word, which is not. Yeah, but even... 
You know, an, an immigrant is, is just somebody who has moved to a different country for a number of reasons. But even refugees shouldn't be associated no, I know. with... Uh, I know, but, but yeah. But that's just, that's, it's, and that's, the, that's yeah. how binary the media and, and politicians are. They're just, they just have so... Un- yeah, anyway, here we go. I'm getting on my high, high horse now. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what I was going to start complaining about Brexit again, probably. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hot topic. It's a hot, it's a hot topic, yeah, but I'm kind of, oh, God. Brexit is out. Yeah, um, and, um, you know, there's not just people... There, people who are not just from the UK listen to this podcast <laughs> and they're probably like, ugh, I just want to talk about that People again. from the UK don't want to hear about it. No, exactly, uh, exactly. Um, so that, so I, yeah, I, um, I think... I can't even remember what we got into the topic of um, immigrants versus expats, but... Um, Building a community. That's the one. Um, there, Yeah, the privileged immigrant mm. um, is the sort of academic term for people who are usually white, usually... Actually, that's a load of crap, Joel. I'm just going <laughs> to strike that from them. That's crap. Um, people who are usually English-speaking. Yeah. Um, and who are middle class middle to working to middle class so it's 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 all academic in itself i mean there's it's so unrealistic and not true to life particularly now in the 21st century where movement and migration has become so different from what it used to be back in the you know 70s and 80s wait so you don't want to be called an immigrant i'm happy or, to be called oh an immigrant. you will be okay yeah i'm happy to be called an immigrant because that's why i am i am yeah um, but I just think it, they're they're. I just think the way it's portrayed is unrealistic. Yeah, and I think it's much more nuanced. It's much more um, multifaceted, and and and. But it's still being portrayed in the media and in politics as being this kind of really binary thing of being you're either integrated or you're not integrated you're an immigrant or you're a you I think know. just change your name to a Swedish name and then maybe people won't even notice yeah oh yeah I've heard people do that really yeah 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 hmm. definitely because I have noticed since we got a dog especially a puppy everyone talks to me so funny that isn't everyone it? on the street will talk to me I've never understood this thing but why do people I mean yeah no that's not true I do of course I understand why people would rather talk to dogs than people because <laughs> dogs don't talk back but I, it is interesting that kind of people have more empathy with a dog yeah, and then than as they soon do as I with say, a person I'm sorry I can't speak much Swedish it's like oh that's fine but before it would be like oh okay <laughs> so now they want to talk to me because it includes a dog so I think if you move here you have to get a dog or have a baby yeah I would agree with that I would definitely agree. I think children are a massive <laughs> help in meeting people and creating a community when you yeah. come here. I, I was um, at the point where I thought, I need a dog or a baby, and I can't <laughs> have a baby yet, so I'm getting a dog. Which is maybe... I mean, I didn't have to give birth to him, but I feel like he's quite hard work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do- I've, heard, I've heard that dogs can be even harder work than Yeah, babies, than babies. don't bite you. And you ruin yeah. your socks. And they do smile at you. <laughs> Sometimes. Babies or dogs? Well, no, babies. <laughs> dogs smile at you as well, I'm sure Yeah, they sometimes. Do. But my... Oh, yeah, you don't have to take babies out for a walk at midnight. No. Well, they do wake up, though. But it's, yeah, six, yeah. it's six and a half a dozen, really, isn't it? I mean, that's... Yeah. Um, 
so what do you think, what's in the plans <laughs> for the future for KJP Studios? Prince Green Studios. Prince no, Green. not Prince Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I'll be totally honest. I think the last month or so I've been so negative about being here just because I think I thought by now more would have happened and I would have reached more people mm. and mm. maybe had a stockist. Yeah. Um, so was it the point, I don't know, even like last week where I was just like, oh, when are we going back to London? Yeah. Like maybe Daniel can work from the London office, but now I think I'm just going to... I think that's, uh, I think that's quite common. Yeah, exactly. I, I know in the first couple of years when you move, it's up and down all the time. Probably more down than up as well. Um, I'm nodding vigorously. Going, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, but it's uh-huh. hard when people agree because you don't want to feel like, oh, am I depressed or that? But I think it's just normal. It's adjusting. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just going to push on. And if I don't have customers here, that's fine. It's just a shame. And I think there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting. The more people I meet doing this podcast, the more, especially the more small business owners, female business owners yeah. that I meet. Um, it's nine times out of ten they are in their they're international yeah. they're global businesses because they can they've they've created a a remote business that they can create from here and sell to the rest of the world and there's nothing but it just feels like a shame because I've noticed the print industry here is mainly male dominated. There are a couple of really places. Interesting. Yeah. And they're just run by men. Um, even when I went to look around another place that does it, it was this guy that showed me around, or it was like older retired people. Mm. Um, I just thought, where are the young ladies doing it? Like yeah. in London, that's everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just kind of want to push that a bit more here and mm. try and get women into it and mm-hmm. younger people into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I think there's definitely a market for it. I would say, and there's definitely an open market. If it's mm. what you're saying, there's no. And I think because what you're doing is so unique, your style, yeah, is so unique. There's nothing like it. I don't think. Hopefully, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think it is because it's how often that these days you see stuff that's actually really unique, original, you know. <laughs> Don't know what you were going to say. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know, like original yeah. stuff. I mean, you, you, the other week you had something that was pinched from your... Oh, yeah. Won't name names. No, let's not go there. countries, but <laughs> it's happened in that country a few times. <laughs> um, so it's, I think... I I do I I think it's simply just a case of persistence. Yeah, and and you know always taking the opportunities that you can get them where they you know and you've got you've had a fantastic you've had a good partnership with Stockholm Design Week. Yeah, um, no, that has been really good. It, it's just a shame because I thought with them they had the platform to reach. The locals, um, mm. Mm. everyone that came to the workshops were tourists, which they said is great because that's what they want. But for me, I was like, I was hoping to reach a more local yeah. customer base, but I don't know. I think I as well, I, from, I, from my experience as well, I think the, the longer you spend here, 
and the more research you do or the more people you get introduced to, you do kind of begin to just chip away. Definitely. At little, just little tiny little pieces one at a time. And something will just kind of go... Yeah, you can't give up after a year. No. And I keep telling myself, if things were easy, they wouldn't be worth doing. Yeah. True. That's that's a very... Yeah. (laughs) Maybe my grandma said that to me. I don't know. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I, um, I think I think the stuff that you do is fantastic. And I couldn't believe it when I realised that you were actually based in Stockholm. <laughs> that was kind of like, what? Unbelievable. Um, so keep going with what you're doing. Thanks. I will for now. Um, and uh, looking forward to the Mama Met It. Mama Met It. Screen print. Yeah. Oh, I have to think about that every time I say it. <laughs> Just maybe send anything to me before you advertise yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely going to do that. Um, print screening. Yeah, I'm not print screening. Come yeah, up. Take, take a control out five or. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a really bad joke. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and we're going to end this <laughs> slightly better now. Um, but yeah. Thank you very much for letting me come here to the studio Thank and talk you. to you and chew your ear off. And Thanks for bringing the wine. Oh, yeah, we had wine throughout this. That's allowed. 